In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza. and Aileen Drexler. I'm going to make you girls a hump day treat. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I'm on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome back to Diet Stars Tomorrow. I'm Aileen. I'm Sammy. And today we are joined by Angela Davis. She's a former USA track and field runner, a celebrity trainer, one of the founders and instructors of ARMY with two A's, <laughs> and above all, a motivational coach who strongly believes in the mind and body connection and also used to be a soul cycle instructor. Um, welcome. Did I get Thank all of that? Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, that's beautiful. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for joining us. Um, you sound like you've been active literally your whole life. <laughs> yeah, I know. From the womb. From, From the womb. You came out running. Um, how, so when when were you a uh, USA track and field runner? That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, so I was an All-American in college. And then in college, I... Uh, decided that I would continue running and decided um, to run, you know, pursue a career in professional track and field. And so after graduating from college, I started running professionally for Nike, uh, got to travel around the world, repping USA. Um, I'm going to age myself, but in 2001, I was on the world championship team in Edmonton. I retired in 2004. Uh, but yeah, I've, I feel like I've, you know, I was always the fastest until I got to middle school. Then a boy could finally beat me mm -hmm. and, um, running just became this tool and this vehicle for me to get through some stuff. So I'm grateful for it. That's awesome. So, so you're based in LA. I'm in LA. Yep. What's it like kind of being in such an active city like that? Do you feel like it is like helpful for you or do you, have you ever lived anywhere else? I am a California girl. My dad played professional baseball and he was drafted out of high school to play pro ball. So we traveled a lot as kids. It's like, it's a similar to being an army brat, like depending on where your family member is stationed, that's where you live. So we hopped around a lot. Um, baseball season, a bulk of baseball season is in the summer. So once we were in school, we would meet my dad wherever he was or whatever city he was playing in, in the summer. And so we were, we moved around a lot. And then when he started managing the Chicago white Sox, we relocated as a family to Chicago. And, um, then from Chicago moved back to California, 
So I've been all over, but California is for sure considered home and LA uh, has been home to me for uh, probably 15, 15 years now. Wow. That is sunny and sunny and nice. (laughs) Sunny and nice. Did like movement and activity like always come easy to you? Was there like your whole life or like you said, running was something that helped you get through stuff. But was there a point in your life ever where you felt like you can't, you don't want to do anything ever? And then let us know how the motivational stuff comes in. (laughs) No, totally. I mean, I don't run now. I don't run anymore. Um, I... I am grateful for the time in my life where I was a runner, but running at that level and, you know, it being my entire life, I did get to a point where I was burnt out of -hmm. running. And I actually, when I knew I needed to retire from track and field, I was at a track meet and my race is, you know, 10 seconds long, um, 11 seconds long. If, if, you know, it's not the fastest that I was going to run that day. Yeah. (laughs) And and so, you know, I ran a hundred meters and for a hundred meter race, you typically warm up. Um, you know, I would warm up anywhere from, you know, an hour and 15 to an hour and a half to run, to be able to run that race, to be able to get my body to go as fast as I can go. So there's this whole process that goes into even being able to put your spikes on, get in the starting blocks and run the race. And I remember so clearly I was at a track meet and I was with my training group and I looked at one of my homegirls who was, who was competing as well. And I was like, do you ever get sick of this? And she's like, no, this is, you know, like the greatest day. And like, uh. and I was like, wow, like I'm struggling to even warm up. Like I'm struggling to mentally even get myself in a place to go through the physicality and the motions of warming up. And it was at that point I knew I was done. Wow. And I, I knew I was done. I had, it was no longer, cause there was these moments in, in running track and, and competing that you would come out on the track and, you know, depending on what track it was, it has a certain smell, you know, depending on if, you know, the grass on the infield was, um, you know, actual grass and just the smell of the grass and being outside. And there was parts of it that were just so beautiful and, and, and brought you to this place of like, wow, this is what I get to do. Like I get to be outside and I get to use my body and I get to compete and I am so fulfilled and there's so much joy that is happening in this moment. And when I got to the point where it became work, I knew I was done. Did anything, did anything happen? Like, did you, did you used to feel like you know, that woman you had spoken to who, who said like, this feels like the greatest thing. Was that a feeling that you, so what, so did anything like spark that or did you just, it, was it just sort of like, you know, the, the cycle had kind of been run. The season was over. Yeah. The season was over. I mean, I feel like, look, I feel like every single one of us is created in purpose on purpose for a purpose. I, that is my, I stand by that. Right. Like I've given talks on that, you know? And so, um, but the thing about purpose is a lot of people want to have these conversations with me about purpose and feel like 
purpose is a job, you know, it's, it's your job. Whereas purpose is your life's work. You know, purpose is the thing that you were created to do, but it changes and it looks different in different seasons of your life. And so there was a specific season in my life where, you know, no pun intended, I was right on track and, you know, (laughs) living a purpose-driven life and running track. And I know that. And I absolutely know that because it actually prepared me to be the coach that I am today. That was part of my process. That was part of my process of becoming. So I could look back at that and honor that. But one thing that happens with us sometimes is we, we hold on to a season that's, that's expired. You know, we hold on to people in our life that aren't supposed to be in our life anymore. And that season that they were supposed to be in our life is over. And I think really part of, you know, uh, being the higher expression of ourselves and, and, and being true to who we are is being able to identify when the season is over. And that season was over for me. And, um, but it was a necessary season, you know? So, so it seems like we're kind of getting into your like bread and butter of the motivation and kind of like, you know, your kind of philosophy on life, which is really interesting. So, when you are coaching someone and they are, let's say, struggling, they feel like they're in a rut, what do you tell people or like what are suggestions that you make for them to kind of start to explore like what's my next season? Because, you know, especially when people have always done the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I think doing the same thing over and over, um, you know, there's you have to switch it up. Like your, your body's not even going to change anymore if you're doing the same thing over and over. So if you're, if you're literally just coming to me, um, you know, because you want to get stronger in your body, doing the same thing over and over is not going to get you there. You're going to have to switch it up and, and, you know, shock your body, you know, so your body can change and respond accordingly. But really for me, you know, I've, I've been in the game for a really long time. Um, and I think it's important to me to, you know, shed a different light and kind of shift the narrative of fitness. And a lot, a lot of people look at fitness, um, you know, as this opportunity to lose weight and the aesthetics of it, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to get a six pack and I want my glutes to be this way or my hamstrings or, you know, whatever. And, you know, I've been in the game so long. I I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Um, you know, I'll be 46 next month. And it just, that doesn't move the needle. Like (laughs) when you're an adult, you know, it just doesn't move the needle. And so for me, it's been years and years and years where I've really tried to get the messaging out of shifting the narrative. It's like, Hey, our body is what houses the gift. Our body is what houses our gifts and our talents. How do we get strong enough in our body to do our life? How do we get strong enough in our body to do the thing that we were called, created, and intended to live? And that in itself is just a different level of motivation. You know, it takes the it takes it takes it and, and it puts something deeper on it and it connects it and root root it, it anchors it in something that's substantial. You know, for me, an aesthetic change isn't enough to get me to push and sweat and grind it out. But me being strong enough in my body to live the life I was created to live, that's a different motivation. Me strong enough in my body to be, you know, to come home and be able to kick it with my kids and do what I need to do with my boys and, 
you know, to be able to coach, you know, the athletes that I coach, like that's a different motivation to be strong in my body. Like I'm going to want to do the work to be able to continue to do my life's work, you know? So I think just when someone comes to me in that rut, it's really helping them shift the narrative and identifying a different intention that is sticky, a different intention that is grounded and rooted in something real. Right. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I was just going to ask like off of that. I mean, every, I feel like different people have different like sources of motivation, like something that might motivate me might not motivate Sammy or you, right? So what kind of questions do you ask people to sort of ask themselves to you know, find that like sticky thing to find like what would make them come that's not aesthetic, that would make them like kind of show up for themselves. Yeah. What's your intention? What's your why? You know, yeah. if you, you, you have to be able to identify that, you know, you have to be able to clearly identify your intention. You know, I, I, I love, you know, when we think about intention and we think about, you know, things around us begin to rise up and present themselves to us differently when we're clear on our intention. You know, I, I use the example a lot, like being an LA girl and we drive a lot more than you guys do. Um, but it's like, you know, this sounds random, but it, when you decide, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get this car. And then all of a sudden it's like, you see that car on the road over and over and over again. Like you just keep seeing that car. And it's the same thing with your intention. It's like when you're clear on your intention, things begin to like show up in your life that support that intention. So that's the first question that I would ask somebody like, what's your intention? You know, what's your why? You know, why are you doing this? You know, what do you want to come out of this? And it, when you're really, really clear on that, that helps uh, provide some of that stickiness that you were talking about or asking about. Do people ever come to you and they're just like, and you ask them, you know, what's your intention? And they, you know, I can imagine there's, pe there are people who are in a place where they've never really like processed that there can be an intention 
with working out, let's say, other than an aesthetic reason. <laughs> yeah. 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 What if let's say, you know, do you ever start working with people when they like genuinely don't have an intention that is a little bit more deep than that? Or maybe they don't really know themselves that well or who they are and what they actually might want to get out of life. Like, are there ways to guide people to sort of figure out what that is? Yeah. I mean, that's just a different conversation and a different push and a different reflective um, opportunity that that individual needs to have with themselves. Um, but it it's, you know, if, if we can sit in it for a minute and really um, search for it, we can make that discovery. And it's, and sometimes it's simply just holding the space for someone to do that. That's never given themselves permission to do that, you know, and it's just like setting the tone and holding the space, you know, and being able to ask those questions that allow them to think of it differently and put something deeper on it. Um, Cause some people just, yeah, you're right. Like some people never look at it as connecting it to something bigger. But that's really, truly why it's not sticky for a lot of people, because it isn't connected to anything bigger. So why would it stick if it didn't really have if it really didn't have an opportunity to change your life? Why would it stick? Yeah, like some like if you go to a trainer or something, they ask you like, well, why are you doing this? Like you could say, I want to get toned or you could say, I want to get stronger. And then sometimes you're they're like, but why do you want to get stronger? And you're like, I don't know. Because I want to get toned. Because <laughs> I thought that's what I was supposed to say. But yeah, I feel like doing some inner work is definitely necessary. So you said that you strongly believe in the mind and body connection. What is that? Like, what does that mean? I know like everybody always talks about that. What's that connection mean? it goes back to every, every single thing that we're talking about. It goes back to um, it not just being something that is aesthetic, but it really saying, you know, I, I love the saying, and I've, I've said it for years, change your mind, change your mind about what you think is possible for you so that you can change your body and get strong enough in your body to change your life and live the life that you were called, created, and intended to live. So it's change your mind, change your body, change your life. You know, the mind is the battlefield. And any and everything we do, the mind is the battlefield. And so it is getting disciplined enough in your mind to actually do the physical work to change your life. So, you know, it goes back to us connecting a reason to stay moving and then stay in a workout program that is bigger than aesthetics. And then it's also us being strong enough in our mind to stay in the work, you know? So the mind is, a, is full blown connected to this. Like it's, it's the biggest driver, you know, our mind is what tells us we're tired or we can't, or I don't feel like it today. I, you know, I'm not going to do it. Or, you know, our mind is where we allow the thoughts to take root that say, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not capable. And so the mind is the battlefield. The mind is the battleground. And the mind is also, uh, you know, the soil where, where imagination is created, the soil where our future is created. So the mind is super significant. Like it just, it's so connected to physicality, or at least it should be. Um, that it could change the game for you if you haven't yet made that connection. Something that um, that I I find personally with myself, but also I'm sure you know other people have experienced this. Like when you first kind of 
have an intention or you set a goal or you want to start something new, like a new habit. It always feels like in the, the first day you do it, it's like, you're so motivated. You're so excited. Like, you're like, I'm going to make this change. I'm going to be this new person. Then like, as you do it more, it's like, oh, like, okay, I'm going to do this change. And like, you kind of, the, the, the inspiration, like the sort of given inspiration goes away and then it becomes like a bit of a toil. So it's easy when your mind is inspired and like, you're excited about the change you're going to make. What do you tell clients when they get to like the toil and they have to start to build from reserves that they might not have because that like given inspiration is like not there because it can only last so long. It can only last so long. Do you know, do you know why inspiration can only last so long? It's like a high. (laughs) So inspiration requires an external stimulant. So someone or something has to inspire you, but when you're empowered, that comes from the inside. So you don't want to just be inspired to do something. You want to be empowered to do something. And so again, that has to come from you. And again, that goes back to everything that we've been talking about, about this different level of work that comes from being intentional, that comes from, you know, taking the time to really discover the why that comes from making it bigger than aesthetics you know, it just all like everything that you're asking literally goes back to that. And that's why we get to that toil. And that's why we get to that point where it fades away. And it's not that big of a deal, because it wasn't connected to anything that serious anyway. Right, right. So it's just sort of kind of like a gift or like a little bit of like a head start, but it's not going to take you it's through not like enough. a long, it's not sustainable. Change. Yeah, it's right. not enough. It's not what enough. About, like, do you, do you ever encounter clients where like their self-esteem is like kind of shot and they, you know, it, it's like, it's hard to empower yourself and to find that intrinsic motivation when you feel like a low version of yourself. Yeah. What about if people are starting from that kind of place? Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's, it's beautiful to, be able to be the person that gets to encourage somebody, you know, like, you know, I love when you think about encouragement, it it really means like, I get to take the courage out of me and put it in you. Like you take the courage out of yourself and put it in someone else. That's what it means to encourage someone like take your courage and say, here, here's some courage. (laughs) I like that. And right. (laughs) Right. And so I think it's like one of the sweetest things when you're chosen to be somebody's encouragement. And of course, there's going to be people in our life all the time that show up and they need us and they need our encouragement. And it's just really having that um, ability to speak to their gifts, to have that ability to remind them who they are, to have that ability to remind them that they were created in purpose, on purpose, for a purpose. And let's get back to that, you know, and Um, so yeah, people show up that way all the time. And part of being a coach, part of being, you know, you know, I, it's funny when you guys were doing the intro, you were saying like soul cycle instructor, you know, at army, we don't like to identify ourselves as instructors because instructors are amazing people. And, and, but, but being an instructor is, is you just being able to, instruct a workout or cue a workout and one and two and three. Now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do that. But a coach is someone that can reach in and grab your greatness and say, here it is. 
-hmm. here's your greatness. Now let's go get this. And so when someone comes to me and, and, and chooses me, first of all, that's a privilege. You know, that's an honor that you're choosing me. You want me to coach you, um, that I get to encourage you, you know, that I get to be that person to remind you who you are, that I get to be that person, even though inspiration is, is fleeting, but I get to be that person to inspire you to eventually get you to the place where you do feel empowered, where eventually you're pulling on yourself, you know, and you're able to have those conversations with yourself. You're able to immediately exchange out those thoughts of I can't, I won't, and I never with I can, you know, and I will, and just get you to that place where you're able to have this battle in your mind and stay free enough to do the work that's going to change your life. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. What are like some practical like advice that you can give somebody who wants to start moving again or moving their body because um, they just feel ready, but maybe they don't know why exactly, but they just feel ready. Like what are some things that they can do to help them like sort of start digging? I mean, this may sound really simple and really corny, but um, this is when I realized the power of movement and it went back to when I was a kid. Uh, The first time that I realized that I could use my body as a vehicle to fight like depression and anxiety and worry and fear. Like I realized, oh snap, like I can use my, my body to fight against that. Um, and the first time I realized that was in dance. And so if someone hasn't moved for a really long time, I love to give the recommendation, like make a playlist and it could be, maybe you start with like a 15 minute playlist where I'm going to pick like, you know, three to five bangers And I'm going to put them on here, songs that lift my spirit, songs that make me feel good, songs that make me feel 
happy and I'm going to just start to move and I'm going to do my own thing. And even if your own thing is jumping up and down and jumping up and down turns into jumping jacks and jumping jacks, maybe turn into, you know, doing some punches or some squats, but maybe I just start to move and jam out. And I think that is kind of the easiest way a is because music changes the atmosphere. Like when you have your jam on, it just changes the tone. It changes the atmosphere. It changes the molecules in the room. You're like, whoa, this is my jam. You feel different. And then just move to it. You can be in your room by yourself, door closed, music loud. You know, sometimes music will make us cry. It'll make us scream. It'll make us move. It makes us respond physically. You know, when it's our jam, it makes us respond physically. And for me, that is like my best advice for someone who just hasn't moved. Hasn't someone who hasn't moved, like put on, put on your favorite song on repeat for Mm -hmm. 15 minutes. How about that? And just jam. That's so true. One of my like favorite songs to just like kind of move to is like not what's like a, a banger. It's just like this kind of slow song, but because I love the band, it just makes you feel like good about yourself. And you're so right. That's not corny at all. It's like, it's so true. Like being physical can totally change your entire mind. And like that goes back to the whole mind body thing. And and being physical doesn't have to look like bicep curls. It doesn't have to look like you know, it, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. can being, and that's what I'm saying. When That's what I learned about when I was a kid. I was like, wow, there is a connection between my body and me changing my mood. There is something about me feeling different in my body that changes how I feel about life. That's a deep connection when you realize, wait a minute, my body is the vehicle for this. Like there is something that I can do where I can fight, you know, where I could push away depression and anxiety. There's something that I can actually do. I mean, I remember a time where I was battling severe depression and the depression felt physical to me. Like I felt like I literally could not rise up off of the couch because the depression was so heavy on me. Like I felt like it was suffocating me. Right. And it was like, man, if I could just stand up, if I could just, if I could just stand up, you know, if I could just take this one step, if I could just start to like move and shake it off and, and, and punch it out, you know, it's just, there's power in that. And that's why for me, it's so important to change the narrative of physicality from aesthetics. We have to take it away from that and realize I can change my life. You know, I can actually get strong enough in my body to change my life and understanding the mind connection to that. That's amazing. I mean, it's, it's so true. Like I had, I had a really agitated morning and then I finally had like a minute to go for a walk, literally just like down the street. And like, I came back and I'm just in this moment in such a better mood. And I didn't even like move that. I just walked like a little bit. Sure. Exactly. Um, That's why I said sometimes it's just putting one foot in front of the other and saying, I'm going to step today. I'm going to take a walk around the block today. Like I'm going to walk around the block and just take a moment and just be in a sense of gratitude that I can walk around the block. B, that I even woke up today to see today because not everybody was on the wake up list today. So how about I just like take a beat and I go on a walk and just spend like 
a couple minutes and gratitude for everything in my life that I can say, I'm thank you for, you know what I mean? And it'll, it changes again. There goes the mind connection. There goes the mind and body connection. I'm going to take a walk and in this walk, I'm going to be grateful. In this walk, I'm going to identify all the things that I'm grateful for. Mind, body connection, you know, mind, body, spirit connection. It has to be connected or else it's just so frivolous. I want to go back to something you said a few minutes ago about when you're coaching people and you feel like honored to be the one to inspire them and to like pull out their greatness and show it to them. Mm-hmm. What are like some examples of things that you are showing people when you're showing them their greatness? Like what are the qualities you're pointing out to them? That you're equipped, that you're capable, like some, like something as simple as you can do hard things. You can do your life. I'm trying to remind myself of that. (laughs) Right. Right. Like you can do your life. Like, guess what? There is not going to be one thing in your life that is happening to you, but it's happening for you. Guess what? You're not the victim. You're not a victim. You're already victorious. You know, like this is happening for you. You're never given any more than you can handle. So if this feels heavy and overwhelming, you can handle this. And this is posturing you for what's in front of you. And I was, I was, I'm dressed like this. I know no one can see me on the podcast, but I'm literally like in my, you know, I just got done filming. I just got done teaching. (laughs) And and in today's practice this morning, I, you know, I told the, I told the group, I said, you know, we were on zoom and, um, I said, there's something about, I, I'm a, I'm a Na- Nike athlete still to this day. And we're doing this thing right now with Nike, where we've identified eight African-American, uh, female leaders in our local community here. And, um, some of the Nike team were mentoring these leaders. These are extraordinary women. And part of this mentoring program and this mentoring session is to help them uh, be able to tell their story, be able to identify what their story is and tell their story. Cause telling, being able to tell your story is such a, is, is such a tool of leadership. And in this learning process, uh, one of the ladies that spoke on Sunday she said, um, there's a difference between your scars and your wounds and your wounds are still open and you don't tell your story from your wounds. You tell your story from your scars. And what that means is, first of all, for your body to scar, that means you're alive. Your, if, you're, if your body can scar, that means you're alive. But it also means that you made it through it. It also means that you made it to the other side of the wound. You made it to the other side and now you can tell your story, right? So now you could say, look, I've been through this and I'm on the other side. Or, or now all of a sudden you have the strength to be able to show somebody else the way and say, hey, I've been through that too. And this is how you can get through that. And so when we are in these darker places or these lower places or these more challenging places. It's, it's really about being able to demonstrate and point out to that individual that this moment is temporary. It's not permanent. Don't mistake a, a temporary situation with a permanent one. And do not think that this is happening to you. 
but understand that it is happening for you. Now let's get through the wound over into the scar. Let's get through it. Let's get through it. And you can do it. You are equipped to do it. You are capable of, of getting through this and doing this. And, and, and I think those are the things when you're pulling out someone's greatness that you want to say to them and that you want to remind them. You can do your life. There's not going to be one single obstacle that you'll face that you can overcome. This isn't happening just to happen. This isn't just in vain. There's a purpose in the pain. And let's make progress and get to the scar. Let's get over to the scar. Let's get over to the other side. And I'm here to help you get to the scar. I'll hold your hand and help you get to the scar. I'll remind you that you could do the the work and get to the scar. You see what I'm saying? I think that's a really power. Yeah, that's a powerful like visualization too, because like sometimes, you know, somebody can get stuck or like me, I could get stuck or overwhelmed by the fact that there's so many things that have happened to you. But then Mm -hmm. just remembering like, okay, I've have closure on them, their scars. Mm -hmm. So it Mm -hmm. doesn't, it's like less to focus on. It's like things are okay. You know, like I've closed those chapters and I've, I've grown from them because you visualize them as scars rather than these open festering wounds. So it's really powerful. I'm just wondering, do you believe in any sort of like higher power? Absolutely. Okay. Do do you think that um, your perspective about how you can handle anything and that everything is for you. Do you feel like that comes from that, from that belief? I will say I share your belief in a higher power so I can get on that page. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I would have to, I would have to say so. I would have to say that, that life would feel really, really daunting if, if, if I looked at my life and everything was happening to me. You know, I, I feel like my life would feel daunting in a, in a, in a not so encouraging way, you know, but to really look back at my life and, and to really clearly be able to understand and identify that every single thing that I have gone through has prepared me to be who I am right now. And that there would be no possible way that I could sit on this podcast and share space with you that I could be a co-founder of army that I could, you know, mentor and encourage, you know, individuals. There's just absolutely no way that I would even be able be qualified for that without, without going through something. It's like, you know, even if you look at it and you take all the mental part out of it, if you take, you know, the, the mental part out of getting in shape, you have to put your body through something to change your body. That's just like the science of it. So even if you didn't have, you know, a a higher source that you believed in, it is pretty known that you're going to have to go through something to change something. So even that in itself is, is shifting the perspective. So even if you don't believe like, oh, I have this higher source and I believe that, you know, I'm being, you know, that I'm covered in this and that I can, I'm equipped to do my life. You must still understand 
regardless of what your belief system is, that you're going to have to go through something to get where you're going. Period. Definitely. (laughs) Right. You have to. Period. (laughs) Physically. (laughs) Literally. 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 That's what I mean. Um, I I mean, I'm in LA, you're in New York. Like I would have to get in a plane or I'd have to get in a car to get to a long road trip. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So if I want to get, if I want to get somewhere that I'm not right now, if I want to get somewhere mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, in my relationships, on my work, in my job, if I want to get somewhere that I'm not right now, I'm going to have to go through something to get there. Right. So therefore, regardless of what you believe in, just understand that's the process. And if you can understand that's the process, then you're no longer a victim but you're, you're, you're winning in this moment because you understand that I am in the process of becoming. So I'm not a victim. I'm victorious. I'm not a victim. I'm victorious because I'm winning because I get to be, I get to be in the process of becoming. Now that don't have nothing to do with what you believe in. That's just what it is. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people forget that, especially now because everything is so like instant gratification. Every marketing is like, get it in 30 days or less or uh, results in two weeks, like that kind of stuff. People forget that like the process is actually equally as important as the destination. So um, it's a great reminder. Um, Speaking of army, just as the last kind of question, since that's what you do and where you, what you founded, can you tell us about it? Um, like can P- you're doing you're doing workouts virtually now? Yeah, so we, you know, right before the pandemic, like literally in January of 2020, we opened our LA location at the end of January and we had to close the doors in March due to the pandemic and we had just previously, you know, a couple months earlier than that in September opened our New York location. Uh, So we immediately just, you know, had to pivot. We immediately, you know, we shut our doors on a Friday and by Saturday we were offering free programming, free classes, free practices. Uh, You know, I would jump on and do motivational sessions, but we were, we we showed up on Instagram live for 150 days straight. Um, And in that process, we also took time on the back end to really fast forward and fast track our digital app. And so in September of, 2020, we were able to launch our digital app. So anyone could go to the app store. It's Army, A-A-R-M-Y. It's $35 a month. We have multiple, 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 multiple different practices that are uploaded every single day from stretch to boot camp to cycle. I do something on Mondays, Motivation Monday. Um, and regardless, even if you don't have a bike, you know, there's so many people that just tune into the cycle practices for the motivation, for the inspiration, for the encouragement, they'll go on a run, they'll go on a walk, they'll go on a hike. It doesn't matter. But really what I love about army is that in a moment where people felt alone and by themselves, we were able to immediately show up and, and offer community. So if anything else, you know, the app is, you know, giving someone the gift of community, which I think we all really, really need right now. Thank you so much. That is, that is really amazing. I know I'm definitely feeling more encouraged um, (laughs) after this episode. And yeah, I mean, I really, I really loved following you. I really have loved following you. And I think your message is just it. I don't want to say it's inspiring because we know that inspiration is fleeting, but you you feel empowered. 
Empowering. Yeah, it's empowering. It feel is empowered. empowering. Like go, go get your best life. You know what I mean? Like go get your best life. Like go and do this, like go and do this. I want people after they've completed my practice or we've had an opportunity to share space to feel like, look, I can do my life. I can do my life. Like I can, I can be better. Like I can contribute to humanity. I can push humanity forward. I can make a difference. I could take this light that's shining in me and not absorb the light and be greedy with the light, but turn it into a flashlight to help other people find their way. You know, I think that's one of the most beautiful cycles of life is to take what we've been given and to give it back to the world. And that's really what people living in purpose. It's taking your gifts and giving back to the world. How can I serve the world? If I have a gift of encouragement, how am I going to serve the world with that gift? And for me, it's, it's, you know, through army. It's, you know, it's through my, you know, platform and I'm excited and blessed to have it. But remember you guys, Army, A-A-R-M-Y. <laughs> is that for Aiken and Angela? Yes, it is. I thought so. Hey, hey, hey. But yeah, no, I mean, you really, you definitely have a gift. Um, and I love how, you know, you have kind of like a, a tough love approach, but it really does, be, you know, you can definitely feel like the love and the connection through it. So Good. thank you so much. Where can people follow you? On my IG, Angela, um, A-N-G-E-L-A, Manuel, my maiden name, M-A-N-U-E-L, Davis, D-A-V-I-S. Uh, that's my IG, uh, Angela Manuel Davis. And of course, on Army, uh, at A-A-R-M-Y. Um, our website is army.com. You can download our app and you can, you know, practice with us every single day. We also offer Zooms every single day. So you can literally be in that real life uh community, you know, so it's not only a digital app that's pre-recorded and pre-filmed and uploaded, but we do offer through the app, uh, zoom practices. So like live in real time, you know, you're with a, a huge group of people training and, you know, fighting for your best life. Well, that's, that's amazing. amazing. Like also, sorry that like fucking pandemic. I'm sorry. That's so crazy to <laughs> yeah. have opened your studio and then come March. But, but guess what? It didn't happen to me. It happened for me because now we have our digital app. And it, that's yeah. incredible. So yeah, congratulations. I'll say that instead. Um, and thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow all of us. I'm at Aileen, at Sammy, at Diet Starts Tomorrow. Rate, review, subscribe. Email us DST at Betches.com. And we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to DST at Betches.com. Batches.